I'm Harry Bridge. I'm Scott Mitchell. And this is the Dharma Realm Podcast. We are coming to you from the Jodo Shinshu Center in Berkeley, California. This is the Dharma Realm Podcast for December 21st, 2018, and this is our post-truth episode. So we're uh, finally going to talk about something that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time, uh, and Scott wouldn't let me, um, but we're going to do it. Uh, and actually, the thing I, I always want to talk about is flat earth, and he just scoffs and snorts derisively and <laughs> won't do it. Um, but today, maybe we'll talk about it more in the context of um, another kind of buzzword we have now of um, post-truth Yay. and this post-truth world we live in, apparently, um, possibly. No. <laughs> See? <laughs> um, ancient aliens might come up. No. <laughs> I'm not saying it was aliens, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was aliens. aliens. <laughs> um, uh, just I don't know. It's 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 interesting. It's an interesting time to be alive. <laughs> Things are so weird right now, and uh, I, I find you know the um, the I find like being Buddhist asks me or or being buddhist i want to not just kind of blindly accept what i've been told and not just um assume that things were that were taught as true are true i think that buddhism always um an aspect of buddhism is to always be kind of critical and always have that kind of um critical antenna up uh and so so there's an aspect of questioning what is true that i think is a positive thing Right? And that I think that um, uh, that's to me what academia is always doing, right? Is that we're always looking at what we've been the the kind of um, assumptions, right? And trying to pick those apart and trying to look at things from a different direction to see if is that really what was happening? Um, and so, like, if we look at um, stuff written about Buddhism in the nineteenth century or twentieth century, and um, how those ideas change, right? And that sometimes things were maybe misrepresented, and they're misrepresented for. A variety of reasons. It's not necessarily a, a deliberate act, political act kind of thing of trying to keep someone down, right? But, but just um, it was who was looking at it and what their sources were, and, and you know, um, so so one aspect of it, I think, is to to be critical of of what is true. But then, so why is the quote unquote post truth kind of thing so? distasteful <laughs> and um, because they're wrong and i'm right, <laughs> right? <laughs> um it's obviously <laughs> i mean and so you we were talking about this a little bit before and um you know there's there's kind of uh well i think the thing that you were saying before was that the the the, the danger of the, what's going on now is mm-hmm. that people are deliberately not saying things that are deliberately saying things that are not true in order to manipulate people. Yeah, yeah, that aspect of manipulation. It, yeah, yeah, and it seems pretty obvious and for nefarious reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I, I think you and I are both of a particular age where uh, there's a healthy dose of cynicism in our um, mm-hmm. uh, in our generation. Mm-hmm. Um, where, and we also, I think, being in academics and whatever else, yeah, spend a lot of time critiquing things and critically looking at things and rethinking things and asking questions and all of those things. But mm-hmm. now we've reached this sort of like Zenith where 
it's clearly obvious that people are doing horrible things and saying blatant lies in order to advance their own political agendas. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as you were saying before, it raises a question, well, from our point of view, it looks like it's bad, but other people yeah. have a different right. view of things that is that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of this, I really want to be right. Can we end this episode with me being right? No, it's ah. not going to happen. <laughs> and that's well, it. I'm out. <laughs> and actually, we haven't talked about this yet, but the statement in Tani Show of reporting Shinran is saying, I have no idea of what is good and what is evil. I can't make that determination. Mm-hmm. Um, going to bring in the Tani Show, are you? Yeah. <laughs> that's fascinating. You know, and it's, it, um, you know, it, it, it's... Um, it's a really interesting statement that I'm still struggling with. And, um, you know, we, we talk about it sometimes in class and, and, um, uh, what say it again. I have, I do not know the difference between good and evil for if I knew what was good, like Amida Buddha does, then I would do good. If I knew what was evil, then I would refrain from evil, but I'm a foolish being, um, with, you know, caught in endless rounds of my transmigration or whatever, with filled with the three poisons or, or the the um, the kleshas, the um, defilements, um, and so the oh, the nembutsu alone is true and real. That's mm-hmm. kind of like the end of the statement, the, mm-hmm. the passage. Um, so, which is, uh, you know, I'll just point out the irony there of mm-hmm. somebody saying, "I have no idea what's the difference between good and evil, except for this thing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, it's so Shinra's manipulating yeah. us too. <laughs> yeah. See, there we go um, again, being overly critical. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I think mm-hmm. the deeper point there that is the thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna read your mind now, or at least project my thoughts <laughs> <laughs> onto your interpretation. Um, probably the thing that he's really. Um, suggesting there and the thing that's hang, get you the, you get hung up on is this idea that being a limited sentient being we can't know these deeper questions that there's a certain again a refrain in some of Shinran's writing of I can't know certain things because I'm deluded mm-hmm. and sort of this this constant um, self negation or self uh, De- not, I don't know, uh, deprecation, not, that's not the right word, but a, a sort of, you know, a, a, a hyper awareness of my, my limited capacities to mm-hmm. know certain things, which, you know, is a really interesting aspect of Shinran's yeah. thought, but it has some pretty major, it throws lots of monkey wrenches into our ability to actually function in the, in the, the world where we mm-hmm. need to make decisions about, you know, mm-hmm. good and bad and right and wrong, mm-hmm. or even decisions on how to live your life and yeah what kind of job you should get mm-hmm. that kind of stuff it's a real i think it's um i like that the hyper what did you call it hyper awareness oh um, yeah. yeah i totally said that <laughs> right yeah i think it's a hallmark of shinran and um i guess sometimes one mistake to make is that well i can't know so i'm just going to do this other stuff yeah. and to stop being critical which i don't think well, maybe Shinran does it sometimes, but I think, you know, that he tries to maintain that kind of critical view of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, But he, the funny thing is, he does seem to be critical of aspects of the society around him, too, right? Of the um, monastic institutions mm-hmm. and 
um, recognizes that some people are being held down and being discriminated against, and they're kind of that's that's part of him too, right? That maybe we don't emphasize so much, and just this kind of um, I think um, Professor Shigaraki in his um, one of the books, the the one that <laughs> the Shambhala Press one, mm-hmm. um, right? That uh, uh, recognizing that you know Shinran does have this kind of awareness of discrimination and that that's wrong. So it's kind of interesting. I think that's one of the ones. It's like, so if I can't know right and wrong, I, I can't know where there's people are being treated badly. Mm-hmm. I can't know that. Like, and Because that can be flipped around to like, these people are supposed, of course they're supposed to be. You don't know right and wrong. You can't tell me whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So so um, there's, there's, there's always these different kind of um, uh, schemes of what's right and what's wrong. And, and, and it seems like, Right now, in the United States, anyway, where and in the world too, I guess fas- fascism is the most scary thing to me. Mm-hmm. And fascism seems to be it's okay to manipulate people. It's okay um, because of whatever mm-hmm. nation, race, right? That, that those things come up and they become these kind of rallying flags for it's okay to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, at the same time as I kind of embrace Shinran's recognition of I don't know the difference between right and wrong, I also feel like fascism is wrong, and that um, you know uh, manipulating huge hordes of people and um, is wrong, and mm-hmm. war is wrong, and um, maybe maybe part of the problem though is it's it's one thing to to say those things, but then do I also see how I'm complicit in them mm-hmm. and my lifestyle and being in the United States and, you know, the, the, the comfortable life that I lead is built on death and destruction and manipulation and racism and, you know, all those things. And I think that that's one of the maybe the hardest things to, to see. Um, it's one of the hardest things to do anything about, too, because I'm like one person. And, um, but, uh, yeah, the, um, I think we forget, right, that the 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 the. That's almost that's where Trump maybe the one of the few ways I can see Trump as a good thing <laughs> is he's taking our policies to a logical conclusion in a way. <clears throat> right? He's he's open and honest that I don't care about anybody except myself. <laughs> I don't care about the environment. Mm-hmm. I don't care about trying to um help people. And and why is that a good thing? Cuz it maybe can show us that that's part of the American way. Right, that the part of the American way and the actions of our government has been, we're taking what we want, mm-hmm. we're doing what we want, we don't care, um, you know. And and um, look at how uh, Exxon or whoever, you know, the um, fuel companies like purposely, presumably, allegedly, purposely suppressed information about global warming and about climate change and all those things, and they knew and they didn't care um, because money was the most important thing. Uh, you know, so many is where we are now is the result of what happened before. And um, if we don't, aren't willing to take, um, to recognize that, then we're not going to get anywhere, I don't think. Um, who's going to change it? We need a one world government. We can't have that. <laughs> who's going to make these decisions before us? For us. That's fascism. No, aliens. <laughs> The aliens? I thought they were ancient aliens. <laughs> no, they're still out there. They're still out there? Yeah, they've been around since ancient times. Oh, I see. And they're coming back? I hope so. To, to fix things? We need them. Is that, is that <laughs> like the Like the Vulcans. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Right? All right. Oh, that's part of the vision, right? 
of Star uh, Trek. Sh- sure, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this this is someone to save us, lift us up. Yeah, this 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 episode has has gone <laughs> quickly veered in quickly a direction into lots of different places. It. I didn't think we were going to go. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. So what if I'm understanding you correctly from from what you've just said that basically um, the Vulcans are fascists? No, <laughs> you totally misunderstood my point. <laughs> What was your point? <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe that's why you didn't want to talk about this stuff. No, I, I'm, 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 I'm into it now. <laughs> I'm into it, yeah. I'm not sure where to go from here. Because well, you basically just said that the world is going to hell and there's nothing yeah. we can do about it, yeah. which is, you know, sad. Yeah, fatalistic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I figure we got to maybe 10, 20 years. Unless we turn things around, uh-huh. just environmentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, things will be bad for different people in different ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, some people will be okay. Yeah. You know. In their underground bunkers. Yeah. You know, I was actually just talking to somebody a couple of, a couple of days ago about um, how, uh, you know, there's, there's people who, um, the futurists who think that, you know, within a short period of time we'll be able to, like, you know, regrow limbs or, you know, cure mm-hmm. cancer and then... Um, we'll be post-human, right? Because we can um, basically be cyborgs, and then we can like upload our consciousness into um, into computers, and then effectively live forever. It's just a, a you know consciousness. Cool. consciousness <laughs> what what books are you drive, reading? Right? What TV are you watching? <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. So you know, so one idea is that you could upload your consciousness into a computer, right, and then mm-hmm. create like a virtual world that your consciousness can inhabit, and mm-hmm. you know, like shoot the hard drive out off into space so it can last forever, and mm-hmm. you know, the the world will you know be destroyed either by ourselves or by the sun exploding or whatever, mm-hmm. but your consciousness will still be out there, which raises this this philosophical problem that maybe we're already in a simulation, right? Maybe. We're already living in a simulation, and, and I'm the only person that exists. You're just part of the computer program, Maybe. that kind of thing. And my response to that is like, no, we're not in a simulation because this world is really lousy. Like, who who would design? <laughs> who would make this who would make this a simulation? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it, it sort of feels post-apocalyptic. And, and if it was, like, wouldn't we have like you know cool superpowers or like mm-hmm. be able to like join the resistance or something? But no, like we're all just sort of going to work all the time and fascism on the rise and you know whatever like come on maybe the fascists made the program oh man (laughs) (laughs) look i'm not saying it was aliens (laughs) 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 so all of these things are facts everything that we've said so far Right. right that's what we're we're getting at in this post truth world i don't know where we are where we're going well i had a um lyft driver um, who, um, you know, just started talking to, and, um, he started telling me about YouTube videos he was watching. Um, cause I told him it was my day off and he's like, Oh, you can just go home and like binge watch TV or whatever. It's like, yeah, I guess I could do that. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I was doing that yesterday. I was watching these really interesting videos and like rockets that are, you shoot the laser up and you can't, they don't match where they should be. And, um, and so I, you know, it's kind of like flat earth stuff. He's like, yeah, totally, totally. It's like really interesting stuff. It was, so it was interesting for me, you know, just, I was like, um, First of all, yeah, we've been manipulated, but I don't think flat Earth is the place we should be looking. Mm-hmm. Like that's not – or round Earth, sorry, that round Earth is a manipulation and that, that we've been <laughs> manipulated into believing. We've been lied to all these years that the Earth is round, but it's really flat. It's, it's weird. It's like this red herring to get people from thinking about important stuff. Mm-hmm. Who started this? 
um, how you know, well, it's a long time ago, I guess. Um, yeah, 18th century or something, or mm-hmm. um, and uh, even the idea that Christopher Columbus thought the Earth was flat is a lie, mm-hmm. created in like 18th, 19th century. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I don't know. So I, I was like, I don't know. He didn't. He he was like, oh yeah, I guess so. You know that maybe that's not the important thing that. Um, but the, then the actual lie people are telling us. Yeah, like right. The man. <laughs> The man's been lying to us this whole time. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, it's all right, man. <laughs> it's okay. Everything, everything's a lie. Okay. <laughs> Nothing are, is true. Everything is permitted. And people are creating lies in order to manipulate other people. I mean, you know, from a, you know, if if so, from you the said dawn of time, a, uh, the logical ex- uh, conclusion of American policy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this, if we take oh, this yeah. logical conclusion of what we're saying, this hypercritical um, uh, awareness of the way in which facts can be manipulated to create alternate truths and whatever else, you know, most of what we do falls into that category, mm-hmm. taken to a certain ex- extreme, like, you know, whether it's politics or science or religion like all of this stuff is a happy little fiction we tell ourselves in order to make meaning out of the world Mm -hmm. and that i think is what's actually going on and you can be like cynical Mm -hmm. about it and be like oh okay yeah religion is just people making up stuff to manipulate other people to get them to do what they want right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. politics is politicians making up stuff to manipulate people to get them to do what they want so they can stay in power Mm -hmm. yeah all of it you don't think so? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> so give us your utopian view of what's really going on. <laughs> all right. So first of all, the, the Earth is not flat. Okay. It's, oh, actually, it's, it's actually a cube. <laughs> <laughs> actually, one of my members went to Antarctica. So I'm going to have to ask her if she saw the wall. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I, I'm not saying that that uh, I don't I don't have a utopian view. I, I guess what I'm saying is that you know I think people are get, getting hung up on trying to figure out whether or not this is true or that's true. And I think that really when people are talking about truth, what they're talking about is meaning, mm-hmm. and that what these these you know happy fictions really do is they give people meaning. They sort of create uh, the conditions for us to have meaningful lives or for us to understand what we're supposed to do with our lives um, and also create social connections. You know, I mean, so the flat earth thing, I read this um, article about um, the flat earth people have a, um, uh, a conference every year. Um, yeah. In fact, I, it was at uh, AAR in Denver this past year and uh-huh. the flat earthers were there like the weekend before us. Oh man, I thought they had a panel at AAR. No, 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 no. Darn. It was a whole separate conference, but okay. you know, somebody was telling me that when oh, I was there and cool. I was like, man, wow. I oh, you come early. It. You come for the whole week. <laughs> anyway, this, this, this report I read about the conference, you know, the flat, the flat earth conference attracts lots of different kinds of people, including some people who are um, deeply committed Christians, for example, who, you know, have a, um, uh, Earth-centric view of the cosmos for biblical reasons, all that kind of stuff, and really the whole thing it was like, oh, these are people who feel like they need some sort of connection with other people, and they've found a way to connect with other people via this particular set of ideas about the world, and they're creating meaning for themselves, and and that's the truth. Like, <laughs> truth is is how people create meaning for their lives and how they organize their worlds in order to get through the day. And yeah, in this particular case, it's based on 
uh, uh, something that you and I can recognize as re- as really not true, <laughs> as factually incorrect, and that's um, a, that could be disturbing or that could be problematic. I think the same could be said, though, right, of people who um, uncritically accept what the president is saying and you know buy into you know climate change denial or, or whatever the case may be, because. <laughs> Eventually, the facts are going to catch up with us, right? Like the fact of climate change is going to catch up to us, and you can deny it all you want, but it's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And if we don't confront that and be honest about it, it's you know that's a problem. <laughs> but I think that the, the the truth aspect isn't really about truth; it's about the way in which we construct narratives in order to give our lives mm-hmm. meaning. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do that in ways that is really not <laughs> lined up with reality whatever that might be or with facts but it's it's not that surprising to me so it's not that i'm saying that there's an, a utopian alternative that i want to provide it's just that this this thing that humans beings do of creating fun stories they tell themselves in order to make their lives meaningful is not surprising to me mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem that surprising i mean you know you and i have done it 14 times in this episode when we <laughs> reference star trek or <laughs> Or ancient aliens, like we're what we're doing is we're playing off of a, a sort of a shared vocabulary that that makes sense, and you know maybe three of our listeners are like, oh yeah, totally, and the rest are like, what is this alien? What? <laughs> and then they're going to go online and then learn about the ancient aliens, and then they'll be part of the group, and then they'll feel happy and comforted, and our lives will have meaning, and then you know you'll all join my cult rather than some other cult, and then you know I'll be in power, <laughs> manipulating people, and I'll be the fascist. See, this is how it all works out. <laughs> Utopia. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So it's all right. Just you know, it's cool. <laughs> it's and it's interesting because Buddhism has a lot of interesting narratives, mm-hmm. also, right? And um, mythical narratives and seemingly historical narratives about the Buddha and what he taught. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to do that in a different episode of you know what did the Buddha really teach in early Buddhism and all that kind of thing. We won't get in that here. Um, that's, yeah, we no? don't have time. No, we sure? We'll do a separate episode. Ah. Um, so, um, but it's interesting too, because, you know, watching how ancient aliens purports, as purports to be telling us history, it's on the history channel, mm-hmm. right? And yet, um, the way they, um, they, uh, put forth suppositions as just as possible as what we've been taught before, Mm -hmm. right? About the pyramids or whatever um, is I find disturbing in a way, just it's kind of irresponsible in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess that's part of the capitalist venture too. You know, you get a gimmick and then make money off it. Um, And, you know, I always wonder who's, who's really behind this show. Is it, the um the guy with the crazy hair is he the only guy or is are there is he actually watching a lot I stopped I was playing the video game I actually have the game on my phone they have I a video stopped. game yeah yeah wow you get hypnotized and sent um so you go back to the time of the pyramids and you're the go between between the aliens and the pharaoh and you get people to build the pyramid and, and all that kind of thing and and destroy evidence so that so so the guy from the show um, is trying to get you to find evidence for to to support the the thing, and the aliens are saying no, destroy that. Um, so it's really interesting. You're That's like kind of playing. Yeah, I finally stopped. It was like just my life got <laughs> taken over by the 
ancient aliens video game. You know, it's possible, too, that that's, that's how they're manipulating us to begin with, right? Uh-huh. That's right. why I stopped playing it. Mm-hmm. Getting worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, you know, shape-shifting lizard aliens that are controlling the, <laughs> controlling the world, you know. They, maybe they're behind the show because they're like, oh, well, just, we'll just be honest that it's actually aliens right, are controlling right, right, everything. Right. And then it looks so ridiculous that the people won't actually, like, investigate how the aliens really are controlling everything. Uh-huh. Oh, so I should keep playing the game is what you're telling me. <laughs> no, the game is by the aliens, so you got to not play the game and join the resistance against the aliens. Okay. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> uh, this is all the X-Files' fault. Okay. That's what you think. Huh. This is my new theory, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, they like rebooted the X-Files or something mm-hmm. or had a new season or something. I never mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't watch it, but you know, back in the 90s or whatever, like I was one of the people that was really into the X-Files and, mm-hmm. you know, would not do anything the night that the show was on so we could watch it and the whole thing. And um, So when the they were going to reboot it or whatever, I watched a couple of seasons or a couple episodes of the, you know, from back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, and was like, wow. Wow, this show's really weird. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, you know, there's an FBI agent who – is kind of a science denier and like mm-hmm. doesn't believe any of the things that he's been told like we're talking about right mm-hmm. like he's the guy who would be a flat earther right mm-hmm. he's the hero of the show and mm-hmm. the whole show is about how there's a secret government conspiracy that you know is worldwide and and deep and and he's trying to expose it and then his partner is you know this hyper rationalist scientist who keeps trying to be like you know no 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 you're you're crazy you have to you know believe in science believe in facts and she kept getting proven wrong mm-hmm. right and so mm-hmm. like really where we are now is the logical conclusion of a generation of people growing up believing that you know mm-hmm. they shouldn't trust science and that the government is hiding things from us mm-hmm. like that's the the basic thrust of the original x-files wow totally flat earth interesting yeah, exactly right yeah and i was like man <laughs> I loved the show, but now it seems like really dangerous, right? Like uh-huh. now that people who are, you know, science denying conspiracy theorists are literally in the White House, it's like, huh, <laughs> I'm not so sure if this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I that and the creepy music, I stopped watching it. So <laughs> That's fascinating though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. so I don't think that the current Climate change deniers no, no, no. Are, were X Files fans no, necessarily, no. right? But is it just a? Um, it was just it was I don't more know, conspiracy theories have been around for yeah, of course. Right? It was just sort of an interesting like like when when old shows come back like Netflix yeah. Netflix has a lot of old old shows right. Mm-hmm. You watch them and you're like, oh, does this show like hold up? Right? Like mm-hmm. the thing that I thought was hilarious in 1989 is it still hilarious? And you watch it again and you're like, why did I think this was funny? Mm-hmm. Um, or the jokes are dated, or mm-hmm. or the whole premise is sort of dated, and it's like, oh, that doesn't really hold anymore you know mm-hmm. like because life goes on and history changes and whatever so it was more mm-hmm. just that interesting like reflection on huh mm-hmm. here was the show that i was totally into when i was in college and now it's like hmm this doesn't it just feels so out of touch with like the reality of that we're actually living in that mm. so that it, it seemed i mean it seemed like it was saying something yeah but now when you look at what it was saying you're kind of like but that wasn't what i thought yeah right yeah. there's huh yeah interesting so, so see, truth changes, yeah. <laughs> which is to say that interpretation might change or ideas about things might change, 
you know, the fact of the X-Files didn't change. It was a show that existed. It still mm-hmm. exists. It's a mm-hmm. thing. But how we interpret it might change, which I think is, um, you know, where, where people get uh, filled with anxiety because people don't like change. Mm-hmm. Somebody said that, right? Somebody said <laughs> people don't like change. Oh.